0: Here at Focus on the Family, we emphasize the importance of having a maturing walk with God and growing spiritually. But uh, personally, life can overwhelm me. We've had seasons where my wife and I are just trying to keep up with the next urgent thing, and so the idea of spending quiet time with God or seeing God in any of the chaos, it gets a little lost. I'm John Fuller, joined by the head of our parenting department, Dr. Danny Werthe. Danny, uh, so many people have a heart to pursue God, right. but it gets shut down by the tyranny of the urgent and by kids and chores and everything.
1: How do oh, we deal right. with that? Right. There's, there are pressing demands all around, and there, many times there are great intentions to, to have that connection with God. And I remember uh, early on in, in um, being a parent, uh, going out and doing yard work, and that was a, a time when it was a little quiet, and I could have some space to just have some conversation with God, because that's something that my grandpa did. Uh, and I so got to watch So you saw him that. doing that? Yeah, I got to watch that wow. as a little guy, seeing him pray and whistle and sing. And it was a time where he was, it was that worshipful time, but I think it was a time where he could get away from everything and just have some alone time from all the pressures that he had. So that's something that was for me a special time to just go out in the garden have that quiet time. Mm. Sometimes washing dishes, staring out right (laughs) outside, going, oh, we're doing this again, right? And then I'm going, Lord, thank you for the family I've got. Thank you for uh, our home. And I try to go into that gratitude space imperfectly. But those are spaces sometimes where we can have that connection. Yeah, I
0: love that emphasis on imperfectly, because nobody does it right. Nobody here at Focus does it perfectly, and um, you might identify with that. Here's somebody I think that you'll really appreciate, Courtney Ellis. And Focus president Jim Daly and I spoke with her about uh, kind of finding God in the ordinary messes of life.
2: Courtney, welcome back. Thanks
3: for having me. We're going
2: to kick it off with a really important topic now. Laundry. (laughs) Let's dig into the spiritual blessing of laundry. Uh, You know, one thing, again, I said this often last time, but Jean did a wonderful job. By the time our boys were 10, they were doing their own laundry. And I always thought that was probably the highest achievement for us. Uh, Getting ready for bed, not so big on the marks, but but getting the laundry done, just something that she handed to them quickly, and they took to it. And we did have a few Pink items that came out from time to time. I think you had your your own pink item episode. What was that?
3: Uh, I did. It was early in our marriage, before children, when we were both in seminary and didn't have two nickels to rub together. And I was doing the laundry and turned all of my husband's undershirts pink. And being <laughs> seminary students, we did not have the budget to replace those for quite a while. So, so he
2: wore those pink shirts. He,
3: I think, he just stopped wearing undershirts for a while. Just gotten <laughs> up all the way to here. Um, uh, but he said, you know, why don't I do the washing was and a great you plan do the part. drying and the folding and the putting away. Oh. Except I wouldn't do the folding and the putting away. I would just have Laundry Mountain staring at me from the corner. And then we got had children and every tiny baby... Uh increases the laundry in exponential ways. I was not prepared. And it was a tour that I really didn't like. And I have all of these deep theological reasons for why (laughs) the the tasks of the home are so important, but I couldn't convince myself. I I just, I didn't wanna do it. And so I thought if I have to do this, I need to do this. The family needs to not live out of laundry baskets forever. (laughs) Um, Daryl is doing his part so faithfully. Then is there a spiritual practice that I can connect to it that will make me feel like that time is is holy yeah. that God is present to me in it. And so I started practicing listening prayer while I folded laundry. And, and describe that? Yes, yeah, so I listening prayer is simply putting yourself in the presence of God and being quiet. And so I would say a few things or I would have a scripture I would meditate on. Often I would let whose laundry I was folding guide my practice. So, dear Lord, please bless my, my son Lincoln. Please bless my son Wilson. Please bless my husband. And then I would just be quiet and see what the Lord brought to my mind. And it was difficult. I'm a person of many words. And so silence is tricky. But Scripture talks a lot about being still before the Lord, and I think it means being still not just in our bodies, but also with our voices and also with our minds to, to be present to God in that way. No,
2: that's good. I love the idea of praying for the, per- the person's clothing you're folding. I'll try to do that too. I do try to do my own laundry. John, you're looking.
0: Gene is still working surprised. on you. No, huh? seriously.
2: And yeah.
3: I cannot take credit for the idea. It was actually my dad who taught me that. He was the laundry folder in my house growing up, yeah. and he would tell us that he would pray for each of us. as I he think folded folding our things. is the hardest yeah. part. And he Throwing had three it daughters. In and putting so,
2: detergent in there is pretty easy.
0: I yes. can do that all day long. <laughs> right?
2: That it's one's when they're ready to come out. What do you do? It? I got to hang all these shirts
0: up? Danny, I love how Courtney looked at laundry time as a time to pray. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that some folks are listening, saying, you know what? I try to pray, but it doesn't work. I mean, I start here and I end up way over there. So what's your encouragement to that person that finds themselves just really unable to focus on God?
1: Yeah, welcome to the club, right? That's what I would say. (laughs) I mean, that would be the majority of people. It's just hard to have our minds stay focused on one thing. And especially when you're doing something that you're used to doing and it's kind of an automatic and you're doing it again. Your brain starts thinking about what's next, what is this, what is that, Or the worries of the day start to hit you, the phone starts ringing, another mess is happening, or the dog is barking. And so it is hard to pay attention, but at least you're trying. That's what's beautiful. You're trying to talk to God, and God has complete compassion and love for that, Mm -hmm. that a child of His is wanting to have that conversation and totally understands the fact that our brain is all over the place and can go in multiple directions at one time. And especially moms, I know this. Moms have talked to me about the fact that even when they go to bed, their mind is still racing and they have a hard time going to bed mm-hmm. at night. And it's it's just a challenge as a parent uh, or just living, really, that uh, we've got things uh, from bills to work to worries about emotional things happening in the home. And so I just want to encourage you, continue to do it, try your best, uh, s- sometimes it 's good to vary it up with some praise music or something else that you can have in the background that can help you feel that calmness that God can bring you in the middle of chaos, yeah,
0: yeah, and I, you know something that uh, God has allowed me to see is see those children and the interruptions and whatever the distractions are is moments where you can pause and just lean in and understand, so I have a lot more empathy. For kids who interrupt me now because their minds are racing. And it's sort of like, okay, Lord, uh, I think I'm frustrated right now, but I'll bet they're frustrated when they can't quite get to whatever it is they're wanting. Does that make
1: sense? It does. It does. And I've seen moms that have been working on this make a list of things that cause their mind to race. And they've written them down so that their mind can rest while they're trying to do some tasks and yeah. pray. Mm-hmm. And it's just using—see see what tools you can use to help your mind be at ease with the large list you've got up there.
0: That's awesome, Danny. Thank you for sharing that perspective. And I so appreciated Courtney Ellis and her heart, and I know that you've identified with something along the way here. Let me recommend that you make a donation to the ministry here. Help us uh, continue podcasts like this to encourage you in your parenting journey. And when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family, we'll send Courtney Ellis' book to you, Almost Holy Mama, which has all of her wit and wisdom and humor and stories. Uh, It's a terrific resource. We're making it available today for a gift of any amount to the ministry, either a monthly pledge, which is super helpful, or if you can't do that, a one-time gift. You'll find all the details about the book and how to donate in the episode notes. Also in the show notes, a link to a really encouraging article called Learning from the Prayer Life of Jesus. Now, he was perfect, but we can learn from the Master, and I think you'll find that to be a really inspiring article. It's free, and it's a perfect follow-up to the conversation today. Next time, more from Courtney about how God doesn't leave us, even in embarrassing moments. Uh, For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.